0: Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show.
1: Prepare to gag, yeah! Good evening, and welcome to Radio Gag, the Gays Against Guns show. Radio Gag is your weekly update on how to end the national emergency of gun violence in America. I'm Tricia Cook.
2: And I'm Josh Shaden. Tricia, I'm so thrilled to be here hosting with you again this week. It's been... Years.
1: I'm, I'm Years. happy, too.
2: We're calling tonight's show Live from Orlando. Gag commemorates the Pulse anniversary. Uh, but before we dive into this week's show, I'd like to encourage everyone out there to become a WBAI buddy.
1: What's a WBAI buddy, Josh?
2: I'm so glad you asked. A BAI buddy is someone who keeps our unique, volunteer-run radio station going by signing up to give each and every month. Go to WBAI.org or call 516 620 3602 and become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag. A $25 or more donation will get you a set of gag pins. I have one on my coat right now. Uh, so once again, just go to wbai.org or call 516-620-3602 to become a buddy in the name of Radio Gag.
1: The pins are fab. Definitely yes, they are. Definitely donate. Uh, so we always start our meetings <laughs> with an in memoriam to remind us of why we do this work.
2: Tonight, we'd like to dedicate uh, the in memoriam to those who have lost their lives, uh, who lost their lives three years ago at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. We honor them and stand in solidarity with their friends, families, uh, and their loved ones. To those we've lost, your memories will live on in our own hearts and minds um, through our efforts to end gun violence in America with the work we do uh, here at Radio Gag.
1: Uh, tonight, we're reading their names. Yes. <laughs> uh, Stanley Almodovar III, 23.
2: Amanda Alvier, 25.
1: Oscar Arensina Montero, 26.
2: Rodolfo Ayala Ayala, 33.
1: Alejandro Barrios Martinez, 21.
2: Martin Benitez-Torres, 33.
1: Antonio Brown, 30.
2: Daryl Burt II, 29.
1: Jonathan Camoy Vega, 24.
2: Angel Candelario Pedro, 28.
1: Simon Carrillo Fernandez, 31.
2: Juan Chavez Martinez, 25.
1: Luis Conde, 39.
2: Corey Connell, 21.
1: Tevin Crosby, 25.
2: Frankie DeJesus Velazquez, 50.
1: Dayanka Drayton, 32.
2: Mercedes Flores, 26.
1: Peter Gonzalez Cruz, 22.
2: Juan Guerrero, 22.
1: Paul Henry, 41.
2: Frank Hernandez, 27.
1: Miguel Onorato, 30.
2: Javier Jorge Reyes, 40.
1: Jason Josephat, 19.
2: Eddie Justice, 30.
1: Anthony Loriano Dizla, 25.
2: Christopher Lanonen, 32.
1: Brenda Marquez McCool, 49.
2: Jean Mendez Perez, 35.
1: Akira Monet Murray, 18.
2: Kimberly Morris, 37.
1: Jean Nieves Rodriguez, 27.
2: Luis Ocasio Capo, 20.
1: Geraldo Ortiz Jimenez, 25.
2: Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera,
1: Thirty-six, Joel Rayon Panigua, thirty-two,
2: Enrique Rios Jr., twenty-five,
1: Ro- Juan Rivera Velasquez, thirty-seven,
2: Ilmeri Rodriguez Sullivan, twenty-four,
1: Christopher Sanfilas, twenty-four,
2: Xavier Emmanuel Serrano Rosado, thirty-five,
1: Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez, twenty-five,
2: Edward Sotomayor Jr.
1: 34 Shane Tomlinson 33
2: Leroy Valentin Fernandez 25
1: Luis Vielma 22
2: Luis Daniel Wilson Leon 37
1: Gerald Wright 31 Wow that was really powerful yeah, yeah. Uh, you're listening to Radio Gag on WBAI and now we're moving on to this week in the news Yesterday, Central Florida lawmakers called for an independent audit of the One Pulse Foundation, which is raising money for for a memorial and museum at the site of the Orlando Pulse nightclub shooting. Concerns have been raised by grieving family members that the charity is profiting from the deaths. Quote, it's it's important to to get an audit early on, said State Representative Anna Eskamani, noting that the Florida legislature has allocated $500,000 to the foundation for the memorial, and that Orange County tax has pledged $10 million from its hotel tax. With these types of public dollars being spent, and because this was such a uniquely tragic event for our community, there has to be an audit, and it has to be external. And I say this not from a place of malcontent, but because of the need for transparency, especially when you have so many families impacted. The calls came after Christine Lenonen, whose son Drew was one of the 49 killed in the June 12, 2016 attack, shouted angrily at the former club owner Barbara Poma, who now leads the foundation, during a news conference Monday morning. Orlando City Commissioner Patty Sheehan, who spoke with Lenonen at Monday's event, said she sympathized. She is allowed to be angry. She lost her only child, Sheehan said these families have all lost something and i think that and i think the concern is that the foundation is going to profit from this massacre and i think this could all be very easily taken care of with transparency which i've suggested to them and they have not met with a level of acceptance
2: now from the trace Chicago gun violence prevention groups may have found a new way to fund their operations. Last month, Illinois lawmakers approved legislation to legalize recreational marijuana. The bill earmarks a sizable portion of the state's expected profits to anti-violence efforts in underprivileged neighborhoods. Service providers say that the move could inject tens of millions of dollars— Wow. Into community programs, greatly expanding opportunities for at-risk urban residents and potentially reducing gun violence. The state's new governor, J.B. Pritzker, has been a vocal champion of the legislation and is expected to sign the bill. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. This could have a huge, uh, huge effect on violent crime rates and give Chicago a second opportunity to really be the world-class city that we know that it is," said Monique K. Shelton, a program manager for the Senator uh, for the Centers for New Horizons, a local community group in Chicago. Creating a new funding source for violence prevention work was a major focus of the marilo- marijuana legislation debate, with some lawmakers refusing to support uh, the measure unless revenues were steered toward troubled neighborhoods. The legislation will now uh, allow the state to use marijuana revenues to pay for the administration and enforcement of the new laws as well as costs associated with vacating convictions for cannabis uh, related offenses, which is that's so th- important. The key. that's the key aspect.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay, in Connecticut on Friday, Governor Ned Lamont signed two gun safety measures in a move to end gun violence in the state. It's not just a couple of laws that I have the opportunity to sign. It is a movement, he said. One of the bills bars gun owners from leaving a handgun in an unattended motor vehicle unless the firearm is locked in the trunk, a glove box, or a securely locked safe. A first offense is a misdemeanor punishable by up to one year in prison. The other regulates 3D-printed firearms and bans so-called ghost guns that can be assembled from untraceable parts— unless the owner obtains and engraves the weapon with a serial number received from the State Department of Emergency Services and Public Protection. Jeremy Stein, Executive Director of Connecticut Against Gun Violence, said the safe storage legislation would make Connecticut one of, one of fewer than 10 states with a vehicle's safe storage law, despite statistics that show most gun thefts are from owners who leave their guns unsecured in their homes or vehicles. Stein said requiring handguns to be secured in homes and unattended vehicles would, quote, choke off a key source of illegal guns, end quote, and help prevent accidental shootings, mass shootings, crimes, and suicides, while the ghost gun legislation would help stabilize the surge of untraceable firearms that are an increasing problem in Connecticut. Well, that's the end of the news. Right? Yeah,
2: that's a lot of news. I mean, there's much more. Um, but I think we have uh, somebody on the line. Some of yes. our very own... Trisha? It's some yeah. of our
1: very own gag members traveled down to Orlando uh, to commemorate the third anniversary of the Pulse nightclub massacre.
2: Reggie, who do we have on the line? Is that... Hello? Hello? Hi there.
0: Hey, Paul and Ken and Brandon here in Orlando. Hi, guys. How's it going?
1: Hey there. Hi. So, How are you? Yeah,
0: we came down yesterday. Um, and for all of us, New York Gays Against Guns members, is actually the first time that any of us had been to the site of the shooting. Wow. You know, it, it was, you know, I, I, it's really hard to explain. I mean, it, it's just such an emotional experience to go to this place and and stand in front of it and understand how many people were shot here. Um, you know, 49 killed. So many others survived but are just so scarred. You know, the, the memorial itself is beautiful um, in many ways, but it's profoundly, profoundly upsetting to be you, there.
2: That's amazing. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, the sort of physical um Commemoration, what are some ways that people have shown their support or um, honored the memory of those that they've lost directly at the site? How has that manifest itself? Um,
0: Hey, Josh, this is Ken. It's very, very moving and it's powerful, and it's powerful probably because it is heartfelt and individualized from the the gift of the individuals that have left items there and photos there Mm-hmm. And their own creative talents in different ways. The artistic uh, expression of the individuals is, and 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 what they offer for the the folks that are there. And and I have to tell you, it it was so moving to me, and it was it 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 left me speechless. And you both know me, and you know that's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> but, very uh, true. The reality is that when we walked over today and saw, I saw the one of the very first uh, photos that I saw was. Shane Thomason, and that Mm -hmm. back in 2016, that was one of the very first human being placards that I made for an action that we did right after Gag's formation, and it just shook me to the core because here was Shane on that home turf in that you know sacred place where Shane and you know those others had come to be together and to to be in a moment of joy and just to live their lives and. So I think that each one of the representations speaks to that joy and speaks to that individual life. And it's hard for me to really describe it. And uh, I don't do it justice, and I don't do them justice.
1: Ken, um, can, can you talk a little bit about a post that you put on Facebook about what you saw on the other side when you walked around to the back of Pulse? Whew!
0: Yeah, so I did walk around to the back of Pulse, and I just happened to look up, and there's a wall, and it says at 5.02 a.m. this wall was, first responders reached this wall. And, first of all, that just really made it very real for me, and, and it really just spoke to the fact that the gunman had gone in about three hours before. Right. And so it took that long for them to breach that wall. And, you know, there were 49 people in there who are no longer with us. There are others who were there, you know, playing dead effectively, you know, just for their lives. Among the people that they came there with, you know, laying there with them in various states of life, with the life oozing their bodies, basically, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's really, really hard to make this, seem real unless you are there and then it becomes abundantly real
1: yeah and when i saw the sign i just couldn't believe that it took them three hours to uh
2: get through one wall
1: yeah to get into that nightclub um and help the victims uh yeah thanks for sharing who
2: um who have you met while you're down there? Have you struck up conversations with any folks when you've gone to the site? Or you know, as you've been uh, going around town, has it come up in conversation? Is it sort of, I, it must be omnipresent. We're not there with you, but if you could just give a sense of you know the conversations you've had either in depth or in passing with folks, um, because we're coming up on the anniversary tomorrow, if you can think of anything.
3: Hi, this is uh, Brendan on the line now. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. Uh, Hi. (laughs) Good. Um, Yeah, so definitely in terms of people that we've spoken to, I think we've definitely spoken to a range of individuals. Definitely some of the members here of Gag Orlando and being able to meet them and connect with them and hear about their connection to pulse and gun violence. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I think, gives us more perspective and puts more of that personal element to why the work that we do is so essential and important. And then definitely others as well, you know, individuals who like work security, for example, at the site of Pulse itself, uh, which now they pretty much have monitored by security at all times. Um, You know, being able to talk with them as well about their own connections. And again, people that actually they've crossed paths with and that experience that they get to see of just all of these visitors coming through to pay their respects to individuals. Um, And definitely at the site today as well, we talked with, a range of just visitors to the site of Pulse as well um, who Mm -hmm. have various connections of their own to the experience and are also able to draw parallels to maybe other experiences with loss that they've personally encountered. And I think it again, just really adds that human tone and touch and element which really humanizes and and draws us back to the core of why we all do the work that we do to help advocate for gun reform and definitely to continue to advocate for gun violence prevention.
0: For right. sure,
2: well, you know, on behalf of everybody here sort of at home base in New York, we want to thank you, Brendan and Paul and Ken. And, and all of and the, the other gaggers that are down, are down there. there. Thank you
1: so much for yeah, making the trip. Yeah, thanks so much
2: for making the trip and for calling in today to share your, um, your experiences with us and our listeners.
3: Yeah, definitely, we were happy to. Thank you so much for giving us some time today to talk with you all.
1: Yeah.
2: Thanks, we'll see you soon. All right. So take care. Bye bye. Well, oh, that was great. Yeah. Well, again, boy. thanks. Thanks to the three of them and everybody else that's down there. Um, we sure wish we could have made it down there with them, uh, but someone's got to hold down the, the fort here. And yeah,
1: and, and gag me right. Cry whenever Ken Kidd tells his story. Geez. Now we'll hear from Austin Vincent, a Gag Orlando member, who has been working tirelessly over the last few weeks to remember the victims who were killed at Pulse. Reggie, do we have Austin on the line? No. Okay.
4: Hello? Hey, it's Austin Vincent with Gag Orlando.
2: Hey, Austin. How are you? Hi, Austin. Nice to meet you.
4: Hey, doing well,
0: doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks so much for
2: joining us. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we just uh, we heard from our brothers in arms down there, uh, Brendan, Ken, and Paul, uh, about the things that they've been experiencing whilst uh, down in Orlando. But we're so happy to have you as somebody who's uh, really been leading the chapter of Gays Against Guns down in Orlando to share your wisdom and your experience uh, with our listeners. It's it's rare that we're able to do this sort of get voices from other people around the country on on these airwaves. So thank you.
1: Thanks so much. No,
4: absolutely. No. Mm -hmm. And and I so appreciate you uh, sending everybody down here and, and uh, truly everything that that the teams do up there in New York. It's, it's really awesome. So definitely my pleasure to be here and, and to help kind of represent Orlando.
2: Awesome. So what are some of the ways that you're, you're uh, commemorating the anniversary either today or tomorrow?
4: Yeah, um, uh, today I know we're uh, kind of gearing up for tomorrow. Tomorrow's definitely going to be a very um, emotional day for everybody involved here. Um, at 2 a.m. this evening, we're all heading over to the Pulse Memorial there. Um, uh, at, at 2 a.m. is about the time when um, everything began happening three years ago. So uh, we're planning to be there at the true three-year um mark there just to, to spend time at the memorial, really be with the rest of the community um, and, and really experience that firsthand. Um, and I know we also want to, or me and David, one of the other um, uh, members here at Gag Orlando, really want to show all of the New Yorkers um, around town here just because what has amazed me so much living in Orlando is how after this attack on, on the queer community and on the Latinx community occurred everybody came together in orlando and i mean the most straight cisgendered white male um standing in line at a blood bank ready to give blood and Mm -hmm. and truly i I want to show them the community that i know um that surrounds us and, and and all the love that we have here in orlando
1: that's, That's great. So that you have so many allies down there. Uh, now. Yeah, I think Absolutely.
2: in in times like uh, times like this, you really see who your friends are, who's going to be there in your corner, who's going to back you up, and it's it's so amazing um, to hear that you have that support in the Orlando community. Um, you know, something that Ken said made me think about security in the LGBT mm-hmm. comu- community. Um, outside of Pulse, you know, there's a whole world for LGBTQIA people in Orlando. What are some of the ways that um, the Pulse shooting had an effect sort of overall in the community, you know, at other bars, at other places?
1: Changes that were made. Yeah.
2: Something I hadn't yeah. really thought of before he mentioned that.
4: Yeah, well, there's definitely um, that, that very quick reaction of, yeah. um, you know, after everything happened at Pulse, you um, security heightened everywhere, all queer spaces mm-hmm. and, and most other spaces as well, as far as having more uh, security security checks entering clubs and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I think the bigger change, and it's, it's I think a little bit more difficult to quantify is mm-hmm. the cultural change among the queer community is uh, now everybody is much more apt to see something, say something. And, and right. there is an ownership within the community of our own safety. Um, and, and so there's often times where you'll be in the club and you'll see something that looks a little bit off mm-hmm. and you'll instantly see two, three people hop in and, and, you know, get with the bartender or, or you know what I mean? Kind of mm-hmm. I- intervene on sure. something that could be odd because, uh, so much of the pulse massacre um, occurred, you know, in our safe space, it occurred right under our noses. So I think our, our community has, has changed the way we interact with each other, um, in our safe spaces here. Mm-hmm.
2: I think there are a lot of parallels. I know I I don't want to speak for you, Tricia, but as a New Yorker, you know, after 9-11, it oh, just it changed the mm-hmm. landscape. And it did for every American to some regard. But, you know, having a shooting in your own backyard and your your hangout, you know, yeah, your safe space, like you said, something. definitely changes things. Um,
1: and especially to be attacked in a safe space is just, you know, yeah. uh, overwhelming.
2: Exactly right. Um, well, you know, we're... We're so excited that you're down there um, playing, uh, you know, amazing host to our friends, our brothers and, and sisters. And so grateful yeah.
1: um, <laughs> for everything that you've done down there and for showing all of our friends around. Yeah, for showing them a good yeah. time also, hopefully,
2: <laughs> as well.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely, no. and I am, um, uh, like I said, just so happy for everything that that everyone in New York does. I absolutely love the Radio gag show. Definitely appreciate it. Um, having some friendly faces or friendly voices, awesome. I guess, every every Wednesday morning there. So definitely appreciate it, too. Cool.
2: Thanks a lot.
1: All well, right. well,
0: happy
2: thanks, Pride
4: Austin. also. Absolutely happy Pride, everyone. Yeah.
2: Bye, Austin.
1: All right. Well, Josh, you want to tell everyone about how to get involved with a gag?
2: Oh, my God. Do I? Um, well, if you're in New York, we meet every other Thursday at 7 p.m. in Manhattan at the LGBT Center located on 13th Street. Our meeting is next. Thir- our next meeting is Thursday, June 20th. That's next Thursday. Everyone is welcome. And we look forward to meeting you and even saving you a sit-
1: seat and sharing our candy. Yes. Uh, get involved by following us on social media on Twitter. We're at #GagNoGuns. On Insta and Facebook, we're Gays Against Guns NY. Mm-hmm. Like, share, watch, retweet, repost. Help us get the word out, y'all. To find out more about having a fabulous time with us, please go to gaysagainstguns.net. You can also learn more about our gag chapters located nationwide. We're everywhere from LA everywhere. to DC to Chicago to Provincetown. And you can learn how to create your own chapter.
2: Don't forget about Orlando. Oh, my gosh. We right. almost forgot. Uh, as another reminder, another great way to get involved is becoming a WBAI buddy. Visit WBAI.org or call 516-620-3602. Help Radio Gag support the great work of this station. Yes. Yes.
1: Gag has a human being silent protest every month. For more information and to participate, please visit our website, Facebook, and other social media. Now What? Uh, Now it's time for our weekly hell yes. Hell yeah. Special thanks to Ken Kidd, Paul Rowley, and Brendan Wright for calling in, and for all the gaggers who travel down to Orlando from New York to commemorate Pulse with our brothers and sisters in the Orlando community. Hell Hell yeah. yeah.
2: A very special shout out to everyone over the years that has or will be volunteering to be a human being for a gag action or event. We're honoring them with a special gathering, actually, at Henrietta Hudson's tomorrow evening and then joining forces with Voices 4 at the Stonewall directly afterward. That's right. So, you know, if you happen to be in the village. Just hang in the village. Yeah. Hell, Hell yeah!
1: yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week, Tuesday, June 18th at 6.30 p.m. You can listen to previous radio gag shows anytime online at wbai.org and gazeagainstguns.net and now on your favorite streaming apps like Spotify, mm-hmm. Stitcher, and iTunes. And now we'll leave you with a song from our sister singing Queertet, Sing Out Louise.
2: This week, we're encouraging our audience to have faith that our efforts to reduce and end gun violence in America will make positive change in the lives of survivors and for the LGBTQIA community overall. Y'all.
1: Y'all.
0: Y'all. Bye. 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 <laughs> I think it would Nice. If we could break your lobby Cause no, not every lobby Knows how to lobby like you No, And you never think twice Before you take our dreams away Well, we say, f the NRA And all the cash you blew Oh, oh yeah, you bought up Congress For 20 million And then the White House 30 million more
4: Well, well you, you can, can spend, spend your heart
0: A billion, billion, we don't care about your money, we are showing you the door. Cause we gotta have faith, we gotta have faith. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta have faith, a faith, a faith, we gotta have faith, a faith, a faith. Ah,
2: Baby,
0: we won't go back to yesterday, so please, please, please stay away, you are giving us the blues, baby. We're gonna break the money chain, then we won't have to feel the pain of another day loaded down with a lot of bad news. Just watch this river become an ocean. Listen, do you You'll hear that mighty roar? Yeah, baby, we'll keep resisting your evil oceans. We have had it up to here, and we are showing not one more.
1: Cause you gotta have faith.